Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The workers are few, my friends. The harvest is plentiful. The harvest is souls, precious souls, redeemable through the blood of the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Souls that are harassed that are helpless, that are afflicted, that are sick. Souls that need to be reached, that need to be comforted, that need to be given hope of of a new day, of a new promise. As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have a responsibility to be workers in his field, in God's field. To reach these precious souls. And many of these precious souls are needing deliverance, are needing freedom, liberation, release from demonic powers. But not only of demonic powers, but also of human energetics. You may be saying, What? What are you talking about, Jay? Well, tonight, you're going to find out about this mysterious subject of human interjects on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the Challenge for Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. The Bible tells how Jesus suffered on his way to the cross. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. 
Another passage describes the scene on Calvary. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. These vivid accounts of Jesus' death are not from the New Testament. They're from Isaiah, written prophetically more than 600 years before Christ was born. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of a Jesus freak who was ready for the worst. Pastor Lee knew he was being watched by the Chinese Public Security Bureau. He knew the risk of preaching at the house church, as he did every Tuesday. Pastor Lee had been arrested many times and beaten to the point where he vomited blood. Once he was beaten with his own Bible, he also knew Chinese citizens can be sent to labor camps for up to three years without a trial. So he was ready. He even had a bag packed with a blanket and extra clothing. Still, he preached that night without fear. Sure enough, armed officers burst through the doors and arrested him. Lee was ready. Are you? How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.net. an experience that many in the occult, that many in sorcery, that many in mysticism refer to as a, a, a sort of a, like a out-of-body experience or astral projection or astral traveling or astral or soul travel. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 12, I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I'll go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. He heard inexpressible things, things that man is not permitted to tell. This heavenly experience was brought upon my friends by the Lord, not by some occultic force or implementation. Now, there may be times God permits a heavenly experience that may involve being out of body to carry out his divine will in an individual's life, such as what happened to the Apostle Paul. This is the Lord's prerogative. The problem with this recent interest in astral travel, astral projection, soul travel, and out-of-body experiences, commonly known as just simply OBEs, is that it centers on occultic means to carry this out. Nowhere are we told in sacred scripture, my friends, to seek an out-of-body experience or to astral project. In astral travel, in astral projection, the conscious mind, the soul nature, leaves the physical body, the body nature, and moves 
into the astral body, which is a spiritual body. When one participates in this supernatural, mysterious phenomena, the person remains attached to the physical body by a silver umbilical cord type like cord. When one travels on an astral plane, a spiritual realm, one might meet other humans. They may meet unknown beings, animals, or visit spiritual places. Now, allow me to be clear. I do not believe an occultist, a mystic, a sorcerer, a witch, can astral project and travel to known places in their own power. It's impossible. Just as leaving one's body and, and, and traveled, for example, to Niagara Falls in Canada. I, however, do believe demons are capable of supernaturally carrying people and at times just one soul to other locations. You may be asking, where's the scriptural precedent for this? Well, in Matthew 24, 31 and Luke 16, 22, we see angels carrying this task out. They transported humans. This is what happens when one astral projects. The unsuspecting soul is taken by a different kind of angel, a demon, a demonic spirit, thereby traveling in the astral realms aided by evil forces. And this allows the person soul traveling to experience what they, the, the spirit carrying the individual, have devised to keep the person further bondage to them. When people report of soul traveling to various places around the world, more often than not, they're actually being deceived by the devil, who's capable of distorting your mind and making you believe you're actually traveling to various locales or astral planes when in reality you have been fed a lie. I mean, it appears that the devil has the unique ability to instantaneously project a false reality and thereby deceiving the one who believes they're actually traveling on some kind of astral plane. And if you look at Matthew chapter 4, we see this. The devil is a master. He is a master, my friends. Deceiver. He is a master of deception. He can make people believe that they just so immerse themselves in soul travel and learning more about the techniques and so forth they can experience various spiritual worlds and visit Germany and Japan and, and, and various locales throughout the globe, visit the moon, visit various stars. It's hogwash. It's ridiculous. Demons will deceive people. They're deceiving spirits. They will get you to believe every, anything that you want them to believe. They'll get you to believe anything. Whatever your desire is, they'll get you to believe that desire if it's contrary to the will of God. Now, I want, I want to be clear about something, and that is there are times when demons can take you to known locales throughout the world. But by and large, I think people who are experiencing these various uh, astral travels, they're just experiencing a... Uh, a demonic projection of false reality, which just simply deceives 
the one who believes they're actually traveling on an astral plane. And the problem with astral travel is this. It opens one's body to demonic possession, to demon possession. When one participates in soul travel, you allow your body to be unprotected. As your soul, which consists of the mind, the emotions, the will, leaves your body. It is the mind, the part of the soul nature, which wards off evil. It is our free will. It's your free will. It's my free will that lends us the ability to resist the devil and his demons. When you permit your soul to leave your body, essentially you're leaving a door open for demons to enter your body at any point. And this goes much deeper. When one participates in soul travel, it is entirely possible for the souls, not the spirit nature, I'm speaking of the soul nature, to enter within the soul nature of another human being, hence the term human interject. Now this may be out of your league in the sense of grasping or getting your mind around this concept. But when one participates in soul travel, it is entirely possible for the soul. It's not the spirit nature. And that, that's, a, that's important to know. It's not the spirit nature. It's the soul nature. To enter within the soul nature of another human being, somebody in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, who's involved in sorcery and spiritism, who knows how to soul travel with the aid of demonic spirits, there is a possibility of them being able to, within their soul nature, to travel with the aid of a demon to someone who's in Tokyo, Japan. Actually, to enter within the soul nature of another human being, and that's why the term human interject is Utilized. A soul, a human soul, is interjecting themselves within another human being's soul. It's interjecting itself. It's invading. This gets much deeper. And that's why I'm doing this broadcast. That's why I'm doing these live presentations each and every day this week. I want you to be equipped. I want you to be prepared to what the devil's doing in our world. So you may counter it in the name of Jesus Christ and by the blood of Jesus Christ. This is a topic, this is a subject that needs to be addressed. And there's, there, there may be virtually nothing. I mean, I may be mistaken. There may be maybe a few books or audio cassettes or, or DVDs or or what have you, pamphlets, booklets that may be out there that deal with this very subject of human interjects. I haven't come across, and I've been doing, I've been involved in deliverance ministry for nearly a quarter of a century. I don't think, I, I may have read something along these lines at some point. I, I could be wrong, but I can't recall any book that's out there that deals with the subject of human interjects. And yet, there are many people on this globe that are suffering. And I get phone calls, I get emails from people all the time where they're experiencing this. And I minister to people where they're experiencing this. This phenomena 
known as human interjects. We need to be aware. We need to be exposed to this. We need to address it. We need to offer solutions, and we need to teach on it because it's happening. And I believe as the days grow darker, in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead, there will be more of this activity, this kind of activity, human interject activity. We need to be prepared to counter it in the name of Jesus Christ, by the blood of Christ. And the way you, you're you able to counter it is to understand that this is occurring, to be exposed to it, to its reality. And exposed to the spiritual weapons to defeat it. For God does not want another human soul with the aid of demonic spirits to invade another human soul. That is not God's will. That's why we need to deal with this. And I'm glad you're joining me on this night's broadcast. I am overjoyed and thankful for each and every one of you. I receive your letters. I receive your phone calls. I, I'm very encouraged with the, the people that are listening. And just earlier today, I received an email from somebody who's been listening to these broadcasts who's needing deliverance, who's needing help. And we have literally, virtually around the world, people who listen in, who need help, finding information. And we need to pray. There's this one individual that emailed me not too long ago. I'm not going to give their name. Uh, but they recently contacted me and they they're, they're, this one individual uh, describing seeing demons floating in the air and um, and how they they attack their throat and and bring and bring a certain level of paralysis and and, and prevents them from even moving at times and um I get these kinds of emails from different people from around the world who are listening into these broadcasts. So we're making an impact. And this is just one means by by which we're making an impact for Jesus Christ. We hold private meetings and public evangelistic deliverance meetings literally around the world. And various multiple nations of the world to reach people for the for the love of Jesus Christ. We write books, we, we conduct these radio broadcasts, we start churches, we plant churches, we meet with individuals personally, we conduct public and private exorcisms and deliverances, we preach the kingdom of God, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that Jesus desires to save you. And there's so much more that we're involved in. And this is just one means by which we can reach many people, it's through these radio broadcasts, and many Tens of thousands are listening in, either live or through the phone or through the archive programming, on-demand programming. People are listening in and getting the help they need or the information that they need that cannot get anywhere else. So this broadcast is so unique in so many aspects, and I appreciate each and every one of you listening. Now, we need to delve a little bit deeper into this subject of human interjects, and we're going to do that tonight. But before I take this next commercial break, I, I would invite you, my friend, whoever you may, whoever you are that's listening in, I speak to you. You are important to God. 
You are special before the Lord. And King Jesus desires to connect with you in a merciful, gracious, loving way. He not only wants to connect with you, but he wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants to give you a new life, a new day, a new beginning, a new promise of eternal life. But there's a problem. Your sin, your sin has kept you from holy God. And it's your sin that will take you to eternal hell if you do not repent of it, turn from it, and embrace what Jesus did on the cross. For Jesus laid upon the sins of mankind upon his body. He was crucified. He hung on a tree, the cross. And he shed blood so you, my friend, could be forgiven. So you can have a new life. So you can be forgiven and have eternal life and possess his very life in your heart. And what about right now? Right now would be a beautiful time to be born again. I get to lead people to Jesus Christ all the time, and it's such a wonderful opportunity. It's a blessing of mine to participate in God's work on this earth, to lead people, to introduce people to Jesus, the love and the mercy and the grace and the kindness of Jesus Christ, and to bring healing to people and to bring liberation and freedom. I love you, and you're important to God, and more importantly, Jesus loves you, and he'll forgive you, and he'll save you. And because of his cross and because of his resurrection, he has raised from the dead. And because he's raised, he's alive, and he's able to enter you. Your very spirit nature, and you can become new. So just simply pray with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I confess I am a sinner, and I need your forgiveness. Lord, I repent, I turn from evil, and I embrace your cross. I embrace your new life that you've given me. And I declare on this night, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus, you're my God, and I worship and I follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Now, if you just simply pray that simple, simple prayer by faith, God has saved you. It's that simple. God has saved you. The scripture says, he who has the Son, Jesus, has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you so you may know, K-N-O-W, so you may know that you have eternal life. So you can know you can have eternal life through Jesus Christ and his shed blood on the cross. And if you've given your life to Christ today, you may be listening live, you may be listening to the archive programming or listening by phone. Right now, you can email me at j at jbartlett.org, jay at jbartlett.org, and request a free New Testament. And I'll be more than happy to send one as you give me your mailing address. I'll send you one for free, so you may be encouraged, equipped, blessed by the reading of God's Word. Well, my friend, there is so much more I want to talk about tonight about human interjects. I'll be back after this brief intermission. Toby Mack with news of another real-life Jesus freak. It's 2nd century Rome, 
Justin Martyr is a respected pagan philosopher. But seeing Christians willingly die for their faith consumes him with curiosity, so he reads the scriptures and converts. He even opens a school of Christian philosophy in Rome. As his last act, Justin offers his martyrdom as a witness for Christ, saying, For though we are beheaded and crucified, we do not forsake the confession of our faith. But the more things of this kind which happen to us, the more are there others who become believers through the name of Jesus. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with another story of a Jesus freak from the Voice of the Martyrs. The Voice of the Martyrs is still sorting out an unsettling turn of events in Indonesia involving a 58-year-old Christian man who was convicted of blaspheming Islam. When Antonius Bawangan received the maximum five years in prison for distributing literature that allegedly spread hatred of Islam, the sentence was protested by more than a thousand people. But the protesters were not demanding a more lenient sentence. They wanted Antonius to be killed. To punctuate their demands, the mob attacked police with stones and set two churches on fire. For specific ways to support and pray for Christians in Indonesia, go online to persecution.com. human soul part will communicate to me via the victim's mouth or the victim will actually describe seeing the person from within or hearing the person. Now sometimes it's a demon masquerading as an actual human and I understand that. But there are times when actual parts of people's souls will enter within a soul nature of another human being and actually speak to me. Now be mindful there is a distinction between a human interject and a dissociative identity and it's critical that we discuss this Number one, human interjects are parts of human souls that are stemming from an external source, usually witches, sorcerers, occultists, Satanists, who seek to torment. Number two, dissociative identities are internal fragmented parts of one's soul. They are present to assist in their survival, not for their destruction. Number three, human interjects can... And if there are demonic rites present, invade with the aid of a demon, a person's soul nature, and afflict dissociative identities, and even even enter the fragmented part. Number four, human interjects are not part of one's soul nature created by God. They are invaders and need to be treated as such. And one has a, the authority in Jesus Christ to force out these human interjects if you know the Lord Jesus Christ. Recently, at a deliverance conference, I dealt with a human interject inside of a person, and after getting rid of the spiritual rights that allowed the demon to aid this human soul to invade, we commanded the interject to leave, and it did. I mean, these human interjects are becoming more and more common and causing spiritual havoc in many, many lives all over the globe. So I believe you, deliverance worker, needs to be aware of this reality and to keep in mind to test to see if you're dealing with a demon, a human interject, a dissociative identity, an ancestral dissociative identity, or something else. I'll give you a case in point. 
Not too long ago, I was involved in an exorcism with a lady and her husband that spanned a number of days. We encountered uh, scores of evil as evil entities, evil spirits, including one demonic entity that entered the family in the 19th century in an Eastern European nation as a result of her ancestors' sin. This particular nation was also well known for spiritism, and this, these demons had been seducing the ancestors spiritually in a variety of ways. He boasted about how he had been tormenting this dear lady and how he, had, he was working in conjunction with a few people that were associated with her, namely a witch that had been cursing the saint. Not only was this witch cursing her, but was also visiting her. She astral-planed at night, primarily. And during the exorcism, I battled this demon that would often speak in Eastern European tongues. And I command the demon, you will speak English in the name of Jesus. I command the demon. And he began to reveal more information to me in English. I'm going to call forth Diana in, in her dream state, and she's going to travel to battle you, man of God, the demon boasted. Well, Diana, who was this witch, would astral plane to the saint and attempt to spiritually attack her at night, all due to jealousy. And within a few minutes, Diana surfaced within this woman as I was exercising demons from her. She spoke completely different from the Eastern European demonic spirit and the lady I was ministering to. And before proceeding forward, I tested the human interject to ensure I was not dealing with a demon masquerading as a human. And I even asked, I said, who are you? I mean, what what are you doing? And then she was surprised. She says, why, why am I here talking with you? I mean, she was totally shocked. She was facing a minister of the gospel and was surprised when I issued a Elijah-like challenge. And she was driven out in the name of Jesus. So there's power, my friends, in the name of Jesus, Jesus over these human interjects. It's all in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 